the leggies. Hello and welcome to the What Are We Even Doing Here podcast, a podcast that seeks to answer the question of, what are we even doing here from a biblical perspective? This is in our own lives and the world in general. My name is Daryl and I'm here with my podcast wife and wife in real life, Karen. Podcast wife. <laughs> it's like your work wife. My work wife. Rob is my work now. I'm just kidding. He's not. Anyway, how are you? I'm um, good. How are you? I'm good. The sun's coming out now. It's a nice sunny day. It was kind of cold today. It was warm yesterday. And we yes. also have a third guest here That's today. That's why I opened the window so the cool breeze oh. could come through. But the window's closed. Oh, because it's loud out there. I closed it just to record. I like our studio. Our podcast studio is equipped with crying baby. He stopped. He's like, look at Mr. Fox. Look at Mr. Fox. <laughs> look at Mr. Fox. I like Mr. Fox. I want to put him in my mouth. But he's stuck at the top of this thing. <laughs> his, foot, his foot tastes good. <coughs> so, Karen. How was your day? My day was good. I cleaned carpet. That's nice. Yeah, I cleaned some carpets. Uh, we cleaned some stone also at a restaurant. Oh. It was an eventful day, and everything came out clean, as clean as it can, you know. <laughs> as clean as can be expected. Right. Because there's a lot of dirt in this world. <laughs> Someone's got to clean it up. Yeah. And then it just comes back. Yeah. That's why some it's, people it's don't bother cleaning. It's the cycle cleaning. of dirt. Cycle the of cycle life. of dirt. <laughs> the circle of dirt. Yeah, we get dirty. We clean ourselves. Yeah, cleaner. We then we're dirty, dirty again. Dirty again. Like it's Not what, even a day later. It's a result of the fall. Yeah. We need a, we need a good theology of dirtiness. Is there of... going to be body odor in heaven? Is what? Is there going to be body odor in heaven? Uh. Has anyone ever asked that? I don't know. <laughs> Will there be body odor in heaven? I'll have to look into I that. I should have asked the pastor when he had Let's that see series. See what the scriptures say. Yeah, but I didn't we, think of it. Will we sweat? <laughs> Is sweat a result of the fall? I don't think so, because naturally it's how we our bodies cool. But are, are our bodies going to work the same way exactly? I don't know. Like, are we going to reproduce? Will we go to the bathroom? Because, yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, like... Uh, I wasn't prepared for this topic. should look into it more. <laughs> Will our bodies... Because if we're not going to have babies... We're not going to cry. We Wait, no more tears. Parts? No more tears. He's going to wipe away our tears. But, and, and yeah, well, it will be so many questions now. Yeah, man, I don't even know where to go from here. Well, if anybody uh, listening has answers to those deep questions, yeah. instead of asking us questions, we're gonna yeah, we're ask, gonna you, ask you, you. This is the podcast where we ask you. respond. Yeah, yeah, you came here for answers for what are we even doing here? But we're asking you. <laughs> What will our armpits smell like in heaven? In heaven? <laughs> will we need degree when eternal life turns up the heat? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, Karen. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll get a revelation, a private revelation about that. Maybe. But speaking of private revelation, I have something from God for you. From the book of Hebrews. God, oh, after he spoke... Book. Yeah, got the coffee book Hebrews. <laughs> Hebrews, Hebrews. Letter to the Hebrews. Uh, 
chapter 1, verse 1 to 2. God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers and the prophets in many portions and in many ways, in these last days has spoken to us in his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. So, Karen, the reason that this has been on my mind lately is because there's a lot of talk of private revelation. You know, we often speak on this podcast of how we speak with and talk with uh, Mormons, Mormon friends, Latter-day Saints. And they say that uh, that they have a living prophet and their prophet speaks. And recently, this past weekend, mm. their prophet spoke to day. the world. It was a big, big day. Um when their prophet i didn't get a chance to listen to what that what their prophet has said to the world and i'm I'm not trying to make make fun of people who believe that you know the very nice missionaries who yeah they're some of the nicest people yeah we always who we've talked to but uh and and i guess you can get caught up into that thinking if that's what you were raised with and that's all you've learned but there's passages in the bible that say now we we don't have any private revelation, mm-hmm. and if you do, it's to be tested. And if if it's saying the same thing that Scripture already says, then it's unnecessary. And if it's saying something that's contrary to the Scripture, then it's wrong. So uh, the reason I read from Hebrews is, you know, it says that we, you know, God after He spoke long ago to the fathers in prophets in many portions and in many ways so it's saying god used to use prophets you know we have you know the law and the prophets in the old testament but now he speaks to us in his son and even in in the gospel of luke i'm going to flip there i'm using the nasb the non-arminian standard bible and luke i believe it's 16 luke chapter 16 Verse 16, the law and the prophets were proclaimed until John. Since that time, the gospel of the kingdom of God has been preached. So basically what Jesus is saying there is that John the Baptist was the last of the Old Testament prophets, of the the prophets that would receive private revelation from God to be spoken to God's people. And Jesus himself is a prophet. And he's a living prophet because he's alive now. So we do have a living prophet, right. Jesus Christ. So we, we, we need to be careful, even as Christians, when, you know, sometimes in, in churches or sometimes Christians will come up to you and say, God told me this last night to tell you. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, then that has to come true, like, in order for that to be really from God. So you can't speak authoritatively in one sense, in one way, and not and others and i think i just used to assume that they didn't really mean that literally mm-hmm. but i guess a lot of the times they did and i was like oh wait you actually heard god say something yeah and i've heard people say like they've been upset because they haven't been able to hear god and right. that's the other <laughs> um they're like well how come i don't hear god and i just think that too i'm like i don't I don't hear God audibly, you know? Right. And some women I've talked to would would sit there and try and try and try. They're like, oh, I go sit in my closet and I try to make everything quiet and try to really hear, mm. you know? Yeah, that, that, that could be... Well, that's damaging. 
Yeah, it could be very damaging if if you're expecting to hear from God audibly because you've heard somebody else has, or somebody's maybe making you feel like maybe you haven't been anointed by the Holy Spirit if you're not hearing right. directly from God. Are they closer to God than me? Right. So then or... you're questioning your faith, your salvation, and things like that because you're not hearing from God. But God wrote 66 books for us to hear from Him. Right. So, and that's that's. Sometimes I found that too, where the person would say, "Well, I'm not really hearing from God," and then you ask them, "Well, what have you been studying in the Bible lately?" Mm-hmm. Oh, nothing really. Well, maybe that's why you're not hearing from God, because you're not going to the source of where He speaks to us. Right. You know, and then you, the people that will say, oh, "God told me this or that," if you ask them that same question, you know, "Oh, well, what are you studying in the Scripture?" They might say the same thing. Well, I'm not really studying the bible you know like god's just speaking to me without the bible it's like well then how do you know that that it's really from god if you're not testing it with the scriptures you know there's there's in deuteronomy there's the test for if if a prophet's real you know if a prophet leads you after other gods then it's not from god or if a prophet uh is wrong then that's, you know, another way definitely to tell if they're wrong. So a prophet has to be right with their prophecy 100% of the time if it's really a prophet of God. Yeah, and how do you, because I've heard people say also, like, this thought, this thought I have is from God. So they'll say, I didn't hear him audibly, but I got this thought. Right, and... and can, but the same thing, right? It's like... Yeah. If it doesn't match up with scripture, scripture you always have to test that. Right. And there's things that, that's where it's dangerous too. There's things that we might desire. Like, oh, I, I put there's, mm. there's this, this desire in my heart that I have to achieve. So it must have been put there by God. Where the heart, you know, the Bible says the heart's, uh, you know, continuously like wicked thing. Like mm-hmm. who can trust their heart? Right. So yes, there's, there are certain Don't desires that you might get. <laughs> yeah. That, but you have to test it with scripture and then, you know, live out your life. So if there's a dream that you have that you feels on your heart, okay, does it will this violate will this cause me to sin? Will this violate any law that God has commanded me not to do? Yeah, like he's given us his word so that we can make decisions based on that, not based on our emotions or our feelings or what we think mm-hmm. he might want us to do. Um, I mean, he already knows what you're going to do anyway, but right. Um, <laughs> that actually, you know, that book we're going to review soon, you who she kind of talks about that too. Like just the whole world is always striving for something. And even like in the Christian world, Christians are like wandering around, like, what am I supposed to be doing? What's my purpose? Like, right. you know, just everyone thinks there's just some big thing around the corner when really all we need to do is just be in the moment, be obeying God now not waiting till later because mm-hmm. we feel like our purpose should be bigger, but we're only thinking it should be bigger through the eyes of the world. Right. Like there's no other way to, to think about that because mm-hmm. in God's eyes, every single thing we're doing is our purpose. Right. Like, you know, taking a sip of water is our purpose mm-hmm. right now. Like feeding your baby is a purpose is your purpose, you know? Mm-hmm. So you have to be obedient in that right now right. not not just being upset and confused and just waiting for some giant 
opportunity to come around because maybe there's not, you know? Yeah. It... Proceed. So, yeah, basically in what whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Right. Right. And, and know what his will is. You'll know what his will is by studying his word. And... The more you know him, the more you know yourself. Right. And, you know, as far as dreams go, like, I think that's been like sold like a bill of goods in american christianity yeah you know again to that you know prosperity gospel and it ekes into you know regular non-prosperity gospel churches like evangelical like churches ekes ekes and it ekes, ekes. <laughs> but it does like oh you know you need a god-sized dream yeah like well, why why does it need to be that big like you know you know what's hard for me sometimes to just get up and go to work like <laughs> yeah <laughs> I need God for that. And that's what I'm supposed to be doing because you're supposed to provide for your family. And, you know, is there more than that? Maybe. Maybe there's more than that for me. And should I pursue that? Yeah, but I, I can't, like, say, oh, oh you know, these, these are the dreams that God has given me, so I have to neglect everything else. And, like, no, you still just pursue it and just live that life for the Lord and always check your reasons why you're doing what you're doing. Right. All right. So will will god call people to to be like you know popular within you know reformed world or evangelical world yeah but not every pastor not every you know lay person is going to be the next john piper or the next mm -hmm. you know whoever you know whatever guy we listen to like yeah it's just not not might not be that way but you just need to be faithful where you're at right but if that's what you want to pursue then as long as you're pursuing it with god first and you're seeking the kingdom of god first and not these other fame or fortune or anything like that yeah i mean it's it's hard because we're prideful human beings mm -hmm. and we always want some glory for ourselves but we just have to try to get away from that just say we're trying to glorify god not not us right and it's 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 really we'll never we'll never achieve that perfectly mm. no because you know? even even uh <laughs> was it uh justin peters when we went to that conference he said even even while he was preaching he's saying i'm not doing this from a pure heart he's yeah. like there's things in me that like like aren't impure yet he wants to you know honor god first and foremost that's his what he wants to desire most but he was that, that was i thought that was awesome for him to say because you know I've, I've preached a few times and even doing this podcast it's like why why are we doing uh, this i always struggle that yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like... like why are we doing this for our own glory our own fame or is it for the glory of god and really i believe why we want to do it is is to encourage other christians out there to try to reach the lost with the gospel and you know our families and our friends but there's always that little part, but, yeah. you know, that creeps to, in. I sometimes I think of it as I'm just the tool that's used to right. do this. I yeah. have a mouth, a body, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Because you have to use yourself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, just the the jar of clay. It's so hard. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You know, and yeah, I get a little excited when I hear our commercial on a, <laughs> on, a, on a podcast that i've listened to for a few years now you know so it's kind of cool but then but you gotta like keep ourselves in check and be like all right what is the the goal of this and 
again, that's why I often talk about other podcasts that we listen to is the, because we're not doing anything brand new. There's nothing new under the sun. Right. But we all want the same thing. We all want people to come to know Christ, to be forgiven by God through the Son. And then once they are, to be encouraged how to live this Christian life. And, you know, we try to warn people when we see and hear things that sound a little off, you know, like God told me to tell you this. No, well, God told us to warn the flock, to build each other up, to encourage each other. And we know that because his word says that. So we also like to encourage others to go and listen to different podcasts, like the one you're going to hear about right now. Andrew Rappaport's Rap Report is a podcast providing biblical interpretations and applications. It is a ministry of striving for eternity and part of the Christian podcast community. We provide a biblical view of cultural events, discuss how to apply God's word to the Christian life, address issues that concern the church, and we even take some time to offer a correct understanding of those commonly misinterpreted passages of scripture. You will hear from great guests like Justin Peters, Todd Friel, Jay Warren Wallace, and Gabe Hughes. Andrew has the Rap Report Daily, which is a two-minute Monday through Friday podcast, and then the longer Rap Report podcast for more content. Subscribe to both today by searching for Rap Report on any podcast app, spelled R-A-P-P, Report, or click the podcast link at strivingforeternity.org. And we're back. (laughs) Our first commercial. first commercial played on our podcast and i hope you enjoyed it and i hope you go check out that podcast um and i know like when i think about us doing ours too i'm like why are we doing this and then um i just think about how encouraged i am by other people who do similar things like i love podcasts and i love when women write really good books (laughs) you know so i'm like you know what they they're doing it and i am blessed by it Mm-hmm. So who knows, you know, who knows why God has us doing this? How do people find time to write a book? I know. Like, in these, like, <sighs> people have families and. <laughs> I know. Like, they have laundry to do. Like, <laughs> writing books. Like, where do you find and the I time? Often think, like... No one sleeps. I think all these people that like write books don't sleep. That's the yeah. thing. Because like. Just your family and your regular housework alone is just, that's a full-time job. So yeah. it's like, how do you fit all those other things in there? No. Why he keeps looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Baby's oh like, what are you talking so about? Yeah. Hi. What are you talking about? But yeah, so, I mean, we want to encourage you out there. I mean, if you've had, if you've said before, you know, God told me this or I heard from God, just... Dig into the word, dig into the scriptures, and you'll definitely hear from God there. And if if you're in a false religion, if you're in a, a cult of some sort, like jo- uh, Jehovah's Witness or Mormons, Scientology, Scientology, <laughs> like all, all of these false religions have that thing in common where it was started by someone who had a private revelation from God, or they saw an angel, or or something like that, where God spoke to them privately now i'm not saying that they didn't have that experience i'm just saying it wasn't from god because it doesn't line up with what the word of god says so always check it against the scriptures we've had you know again the mormons their thing was they needed to restore joseph smith was restoring 
the faith that was lost, Christianity that was lost. So he, he prayed for wisdom and then an, an angel or I forget the first account. I think maybe God the Father bodily appeared to him with Jesus bodily, which right there we know that's not mm. how God is in the scriptures. Right. But he, the, the point is he got a private revelation that no one can really check to see if that really happened. And that's a common theme with these cults mm -hmm. and false religions is you can't verify it. Yeah. Where we have 66 books in the Bible that can be verified with, with manuscript history. So it's not like the Bible has been distorted, like Mormons claim that it hasn't been translated correctly. But we can go back to those manuscripts where the Book of Mormon, we, we, have, we don't have the golden plates. We can't go back and check it out. And there are other texts, like the book of Abraham, we actually know wasn't translated from Egyptian scrolls. Hmm. We, we know what they actually said, because they have been translated, and they were actually, I believe, Egyptian funeral texts. So we know that was false, yet they're still held in that bondage, because they have a living prophet that can speak. But he's not speaking the word of God. Yeah, I really gotta listen to what the president said. The president of Saturday. Mormon Church, not the president of the United States. Yeah, oh, <laughs> to yeah. be clear, <laughs> I think it's funny that he's called the president. The president. I don't know why. Like, and then there's the twelve the apostles because it's that he a company. It's not a. <laughs> well, they do have a lot of money. Yeah. But like people will say that about the Bible, like, "Oh, it's just made up. Men made it up," you know. But you really have to know how it was put together. Like, you really. It's it's good to know. I mean. How how the the scriptures became canonized, how uh, they were transmitted through history, myself. and yeah. just we have so much textual evidence, <laughs> more than any work of antiquity, that verifies that the Bible that we have in our English translation is what what was written in Egypt, not Egyptian, <laughs> in Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek. Like there's there's Sorry. enough evidence there. And when they make a translation, they don't go from the King James to the ESV to the NASB. I think I've talked about that before. Yeah. They go back they to go the back source. They go back to the original manuscripts, and there's usually a committee. So it's not just one guy doing it. There's a committee of scholars that have studied this stuff over time. And that's what they come up with. And then they put it into a vernacular, a language that we can understand. So English, you know, so the, the NASB that I read from, New American Standard Bible is a more literal translation. The ESV, a more literal translation. A little bit easier to, to read the way it, it, it flows. Mm -hmm. But it ha it's there. The Word of God is, is what there. What were they saying about the Book of Mormon, how the style of writing, like it couldn't have been written at the time? I forget when, when we asked the missionary. Because yeah. if you read the Book of Mormon, it's just... Stuff is supposed to be written before before Christ came. But it's written as if it's like it's basically language that Paul uses when he writes his epistles, his letters. So what I'm trying to understand is how would people before Christ came write that stuff if nobody was writing it? And then Paul's all, all of a sudden going to write the very same thing, like word yeah. for word. Like it was it was just ripped off. That's what it appears like. It was just plagiarized from the King James Version. Yeah. But 
So don't just, they only use King James version? Yeah, and that's Please. usually usually what I'll do if I'm engaging over over what the what the Bible says with a Mormon. I will use the King James version when I'm bringing up points that it says, just because they're used to that text. And if they have the issue that oh well, it's translated differently, it's like all right, well let's use what you use. Yeah. But yeah. That's crazy. But be encouraged out there. Like keep keep sharing the gospel if you're a Christian. Share with uh your Mormon friends. Sign up to have them come to your house and start conversations with them. Uh if a Jehovah's Witness knocks on your door, invite them in and share the gospel with them and <laughs> listen to soon. them. Listen lovingly. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh our friend Pastor Luke just, just preached a sermon on gentleness mm. and how we need to like uh I think first Peter says to give people an answer for the hope that is in us set aside Christ as Lord in our hearts and do so with gentleness and respect. I know I just quoted that out of order, but basically <laughs> that's, that's what we were supposed to do is let people know why we have such hope when asked and do so with gentleness and respect. And I'm not great at doing that all the time because <laughs> it gets frustrating when somebody that you care about, even if you just met them, is in a false religion, and you want them to wake up. Yeah. Sometimes you get a little, sometimes I get a little uh, harsh, but I try not to, and then I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) But I just want people to know truth, and I know at the end of the day, it's not me that's going to convince anybody. It's the Holy Spirit working in the heart when they hear the gospel, when they hear of who Jesus is, the second person of the Trinity, fully God, fully man, lived a perfect life, died on the cross for sinners who believe, was buried, rose again. And the call that goes out is repent and believe the gospel. Believe the good news of Jesus Christ. And who Jesus is matters. Who God is matters. Theology matters. Theology matters. Theology matters. Theology matters. But we've revealed a lot of what God has said in this episode today. (laughs) He spoke to us uh, through his word. And we just wanted to share that with you today. So check us out on Facebook. Listen on iTunes. Leave a review. Follow us on SoundCloud. We haven't changed that yet, but we will be soon. And check out all the podcasts we usually recommend. (laughs) And maybe we'll put in another commercial at the end of this. So continue to listen. We're going to put another commercial at the end of this episode as well. And then listen after that, because usually there's something funny that is added. So you always got to listen to the end of every podcast because you never know. <laughs> Maybe it's not funny. Well, we think it, it's it's funny to us. <laughs> I like it because I don't know what you're going to put in sometimes when you edit. I'm I, like, actually, it's mm. just something for Daryl. <laughs> looking forward to a weird thing we said. Try to pick out something weird. Or a baby noise. Hey, this one has... The Five Solas Podcast. A weekly podcast hosted by James Watkins that is dedicated to the Reformed theological distinctives and their continued relevance for the church and world today. Grace alone. Faith alone. Christ alone. Scripture alone. To the glory of God alone. Join us each episode to discuss the truths of these foundational rallying cries of the Protestant reformers, the prophetic challenge they present, and the sound wisdom they provide as we delve into their biblical meaning and theological significance and reflect upon and appropriate their truths. We will be engaging issues in the church and world. 
Each week from the rich insight of Reformation Christianity, we will be showing all the manifold ways in which this material helps challenge and direct the current church in its life of worship and witness, and confront the idols of our age with biblical discernment and a sound apologetic in a manner that is as open and transparent as possible, while challenging you to seek the glory of God in all that you do. Soli Deo Gloria. All right, well, in the meantime, we pray that you seek the kingdom of God and that you will continue to learn what we are even doing here. Grace and peace. Yeah.